This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and see if we know anything about mug cakes. <laughs> yes, this episode is about mug cakes, which is a term I'd never heard. And this was my idea, and yet I don't know if I have anything to contribute. And you should have seen me yesterday trying to do some, you know, internet research into mug cakes. Mm -hmm. So if you enter the term mug cake into Google, it just brings up a bunch of recipes. There's not, like, a Wikipedia entry for these things. No, I think when I... So I was lost. When I searched Wikipedia, it just took me to cupcakes. Yeah, um, I tried other other search terms, too, like um, microwave cake. That still just took me to mug cakes. Yeah. So we are really, I mean, I got to tell you, without Wikipedia, we are lost here on Spilled Milk. I mean, it does raise an interesting philosophical question, though, which is, is a mug a type of cup? And the answer is definitely yes. There's no I, ambiguity there whatsoever. That's correct. <laughs> okay. But I, I do think that when we talk about cupcakes, in general, we all picture something that goes in a, a, a traditional type of oven, whether, you know, uh, conventional or convection, it goes in an oven oven. Yeah, yeah. A and mug cake goes in a microwave oven. Yes. And so the reason I wanted to do this episode is because like a week or two ago, teenager of the show Iris walked into the room and said, I think I want to make a mug cake. And I thought they said mud cake for like several minutes. And I'm like, oh, a mud cake. Either That's either like some sort of like rich chocolate cake or maybe it's one of those like dirt cakes with uh, gummy worms <laughs> coming out of it. Either way, sounds good to me. And then I realized at some point that they'd actually said mug cake. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do sort of know what that is. Did you ask teenager of the show Iris where they'd gotten the idea to do a mug cake? I did and they just said like they uh you know there was no there was no pre-made dessert in the house and they wanted some kind of cake or chocolatey thing okay okay i I said like are were your friends talking about mug cakes they're like no yeah i wondered like is this what the kids are talking about these days like on tiktok is that is that what they do on tiktok they talk about mug cakes 100 percent. tiktok is nothing but like (laughs) clips of of kids making mug cakes with old town road (laughs) playing in the background what's old town road (gasps) oh my god I think I think you just caused the biggest gasp in the history of Molly not knowing things on Spilled Milk. 
Wait, what's Old Town Road? Old Town Road is um, the most successful hit song in the history of the Billboard charts. Okay, sing it. Uh, Rap it. What what is it? I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can no more. It's by uh, this this like 20 year old rapper named Lil Nas X who like bought a beat off the internet and was like, I'm going to make like a country rap song. And it ended up being literally the most successful hit song in history. I've never heard of this. I I mean I'm in my closet right now. Uh-huh. And and I think that that what this moment reveals is that I've been in it, it, like living under a rock in my closet for a lot longer than just this quarantine. Yeah, I guess so. Like you you have you have some sort of personal protective equipment that's protecting you from pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to be proud of it or not. <laughs> I don't I feel know. So confused. It's fine. It's just a song. Anyway, okay. I think I think the song originally became popular on TikTok, maybe, or maybe a different like app that kids use and adults are like, "What's that thing?" Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So Matthew and I usually. Uh, you know, when we schedule a, a taping of a spilled milk episode, we usually consult this ever-growing list of uh, show topics, some suggested by one of us, some suggested by one of you listeners. Mug cakes just seemed to come out of nowhere. And Matthew <laughs> was like, all right, we're doing mug cakes. It was very unilateral of you. You're usually more, like, collaborative. That's that's true. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I just watched the movie Nine and a Half weeks and it made me it made me like tap into um like it made uh, you a monster it made me a monster yes yeah me too um, so I, that's my explanation although i didn't watch the movie till after i suggested mug cakes so oh, maybe okay. the monster was in me all along Anyway, so speaking of nine and a half weeks, we might have an exciting announcement. I think soon. we are going to have an exciting announcement soon. For spilled milk listeners. But so you make it sound like tuned. the exciting announcement is is like we're going to have some sort of erotic like, getaway. I was actually thinking nine and a half weeks. Like it seemed like maybe one of us was pregnant and we were nine and a half weeks pregnant. That's possible. Yes. But that's yep. that's. I'm going to tell you guys that is not the surprise. I'm going to tell you it's definitely not me. It's definitely not me either. Okay. It's also not producer Abby. Okay, fair. Anyway. But okay, we are going to have an exciting, uh, we're, we're going to take the the listeners on some sort of erotic journey within the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew, do you have any mug cakes on your memory lane? No, I'm not actually sure when I first learned of mug cakes. It seems like they came out of nowhere a few years ago. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, they must have been around, like, since the dawn of the microwave era. But no, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like they they appeared in kind of the same way that cake pops did. Huh. You know, now that I'm sitting here listening to you talk about this, I realize that either in the middle of the night last night or this morning as I was, like, waking up, I was thinking about what I would say during this segment of the show. The memory lane segment? The memory lane segment. And I I was wondering whether mug cakes were like a vestige of the early microwave era when, you know how all new appliances, even today, come with like a little collection of recipes from the manufacturer? Yeah, absolutely. And I was just wondering if that was where mug cakes come from. But you, you say no. I mean, I say no, but do I actually have proof of that? No. I think I think we would have to like go into a like a microwave museum <laughs> to find the answer. Like the, um, the microwave wing of the Smithsonian or like the, the small appliance wing of the Smithsonian where they would have like the first toaster, the first microwave, your dad's old fax machine. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. 
This all reminds me of um, how like NutraSweet used to send out gumballs. Do you remember that? No, when, I, oh, I, that makes sense. Yeah, when like artificial sweeteners first came on the market, I remember, you know, excitedly like seeing in the mail one day this pack of like multicolored gumballs that had come in the mail from I think it was NutraSweet, and it was to get people interested in their product. And I was so pumped about these gumballs and so bummed that I couldn't just like go into the store and buy them somewhere. Really? Oh, like they hooked you on the gumballs. They were trying to hook you on the sweetener itself, but you're just like, I want more gumballs. Exactly. Where where are my goddamn gumballs? Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, I wonder if, you know, when... When microwaves were first invented, if like Panasonic or whoever made the first microwave sent out a bunch of mug cakes in the mail. And so in houses all across the world, children were like, "Ooh, this new device can make these special cakes for me. I don't I think this is like a like a Philip K. Dick alternate history version of the story, because I don't think this happened. But it, it would be great if like. Just one day, ding dong, the uh, the mail carrier is here, and uh, and they've brought a mug with some with some powder in it. Yeah, that sounds super super cool. <laughs> yes. yeah. Now I'm imagining like you open the door and, and like I've brought you a mug with some powder in it. Yeah, and meanwhile, like you know, every child's mother is rushing to get between the child and the mailman. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, so I have no memory lane for this cake. It sounds like your memory lane dates back a couple weeks ago. To I was when... just going to say exactly that. So my memory yeah. lane is two weeks ago. Teenager of the show, I said, I want to make a mug cake. Okay, great. Well, but since so... then, I've tried three different mug cakes. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering, because you, you recommended this one particular one, which is, is the one I made. We'll talk about it in just yes. a second. But you've made multiple ones? Well, I made the one you were interested in that you put on the agenda, and then I also... Uh, well, I didn't make it, but Teenager of the Show Iris made the uh, the Re Drummond Pioneer Woman one with uh, mint extract, which was fine. Ah, okay. Oh, my God. Well, then let's get right down to it because I'm very excited to hear that you made the other one I'm curious about. Uh-huh. Okay, hold on, Matthew. So, um, <laughs> All right, uh, let's get on. right into this. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So when would you make a mug cake? Like, who who does this kind of thing? Okay, so I think... There was an article about this on Eater from like last year about like what kind of emotional need does the mug cake fulfill or like emotional and cultural kind of skimmed the article. So I don't know the answer to that question, but I think the answer is you're home as we are. You have run out of like things that you can just snack on directly out of the root cellar and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm taking it to the next step. I want like, no more, no more raw potatoes, no more raw potatoes, no more turnips, no more parsnips, no more rutabagas, no more sunchokes. And so you've got to You got to make something from scratch, but you want it to be individual sized and you don't want to spend more than like two minutes on the whole process. And so a mug cake is a way of just combining a few ingredients that you probably have on hand in a mug, which you probably also have on hand and putting them into the microwave and then you can have your snack or dessert. I've, this jibes with what I read, which is that, you know, people tend to feel like, I feel like I, I'm reporting on some super dumb psychological study. Okay. Um, <clears throat> people, uh, quote, need a chocolate fix. <laughs> And so they make a mug cake. Okay. <laughs> or people, and, and this one makes me feel a little sad for humanity. People want a dessert without the quote unquote decadence. 
of the whole cake. Yeah, I like, guess. Like as like as though they they were just going to make a single serving so they wouldn't like, you know, fly off the the handle and eat the whole cake. Okay. If they made a, a full size cake, which makes me feel sad for people that that Well, and that also it would to, be so easy to, to make a second or third mug cake. So Right, right. Anyway, okay, but uh so I say go go for the whole cake everybody. Go for the whole cake. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. So on the mug cake episode, I mean, I guess I've been doing this on every episode recently. You you just seems like you just announced that you're anti mug cake. Well, I just feel a little bit like I almost always have some sort of a cake or like like muffin or cookie or something in the works. Mm, must because... be nice, Marie Antoinette. Ah! No, just because I <laughs> like to bake. Mm-hmm. I guess this already makes me not a great maybe mug cake candidate. Uh, I like to bake. I don't mind taking the time to do it. And the results are so worth it to me. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I'm definitely the kind of person who thinks that it is a totally normal thing to always have some sort of simple cake sitting on your counter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I don't always have a a simple cake sitting on the counter, but we, I mean, we usually have some sort of cookie around. Like right now there's some sesame shortbread cookies, quite tasty. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I just feel like I'm glad mug cakes exist. I mean, I, I love my microwave oven. Don't get me wrong. Use it multiple times a day. But I, I I have no problem with throwing down the time to bake a full cake, and I am sticking to it. Okay, so I have a different reason that I don't like mug cakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not going to be they're not, is it one that of they're our not more very good. That that was the reason. Yeah, like I haven't I haven't had one that I thought was really worth the effort which is not much effort okay well let's let's get down to it here so how do these things work anyway can we talk for just a second about what actually goes on in here because please because i was curious about that like i feel like i've had like the are you gonna explain how a microwave works i'm gonna explain how a microwave works um and and then i want to see if we can sort of try to figure out from that like why it is that the texture of mug cakes is what it is oh that's interesting now is it true that you wrote like the the uh, display card copy for the microwave wing of the of the Smithsonian. <laughs> I did. Okay, I did. And uh, here we go. I'm going to read it straight from the Popular Science website. Yeah, because I found that surprisingly moving. <laughs> okay. All right. So inside the average microwave, inside any microwave. <laughs> There is a device called a magnetron, okay? And it's it's usually on the side of the oven box that has, you know, like the uh, the keypad on it, right? Okay. So you, you can't see this thing. It's behind a plastic panel, but it uses electricity from the electrical outlet to generate microwaves, which are a type of radio wave, okay? Uh-huh. The oven channels these waves into the box where they penetrate any food that's in there. So the way that that these waves work to heat food is that they excite the water molecules in the food. They make the, the water molecules vibrate faster. If you could hear which, the, the water molecules, they'd be saying, Wee! <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and that heats up the food. Does your microwave have a turntable? It does, yeah. Um, I kind of hate it because like, if you bump it slightly, it gets off track, and then you have to take the turntable out and take out the little thing with the wheels underneath and put it all back together. 
so my microwave is from Goodwill. We sure. got it like a few years ago. And not long after we got it, uh, we broke the, the glass turntable inside. And I have never replaced it, nor have I done anything else to fabricate a turntable. And so all that is in the microwave is the like base that the turntable sits on with the, the thing wheels. with the three wheels, yeah. Yes. And so anything we put in the microwave, we balance <gasps> right in the center of the 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 turntable thing. Wow, you've really and, found and just hope hope it doesn't tip over. Is this what they call work life balance? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so the turntable inside a microwave continually <laughs> rotates the dish. So it's really evenly, funny. I don't know why that's so funny, but just imagining the, <laughs> balancing things on on the works of the of the former turntable is yes. pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm kind of. I kind of now wonder why I have never just gone online and like ordered from the manufacturer a, a new glass turntable thing for yeah, this. I don't know, but I mean, if you did, like, it's going to be like you know twenty six dollars, and you probably paid eight dollars for the microwave, right? Yeah, I think the microwave still has like a four ninety nine uh-huh. price tag on it. Anyway, so <clears throat> the turntable rotates the dish, which evenly distributes the microwave energy through the food. So this is in general how microwaves work. Now, I don't really understand why. So here's the thing with with microwave cakes, right? So they're very easy to overcook. Very easy. Like the first time I made a mug cake, I definitely overcooked it. So these things only, quote unquote, bake for... 60 to 90 seconds about, mm-hmm. right? So when you overbaked yours, did it become dry? What happened to it? Like dry and kind of gummy, like not gummy exactly, but like, like you know, like when you try and reheat like bread or a sandwich in the microwave and the bread gets gets like spongy and really like tough and chewy. Why, why does the microwave make things gummy? I don't know the answer. Like it, it has something to do with, with its effect on like the, strands of protein in a bread or or a cake but like why Mm. that happens in the microwave but not in the regular oven even if you overcook the cake i'm not sure i mean actually i don't know like if you like severely overcooked a cake in the regular oven would it have that kind of texture no i think it just gets dry period not like dry and um springy spongy yes springy in this popular science article they go on to talk about like what makes a mug cake work and what makes it not work. And I found this kind of like, uh, like they were totally missing the point here. They were just talking about in general, like how do cakes work? Oh, so this particular article was saying that, that eggs are a key component, especially the yolk, because the yolk emulsifies the fats and the liquids in the cake, right? So the oil and the butter, which, whichever one you're using in your particular cake, plus, uh, any other liquid in the cake right milk or most of these mug cakes have some milk right yes but they were saying that that if you use the egg white it can make your cake more moist but the whites can also denature you know uh when exposed to the microwaves and make the texture funky this is, I mean, this is a hard problem. And now that I think about it, I believe I have purchased a commercial like Ghirardelli mug cake. We also used to have a mug cake as an advertiser. They're probably not coming back after this. Um, <laughs> the the Ghirardelli mug cake, like it was better than homemade probably because it has some sort of, you know, like 
dough flour conditioners in it, like gums and, and emulsifiers and stuff. It still wasn't very good. It was like not nearly as good as like a box of Ghirardelli brownies, which you bake in the regular oven. I think just making a cake in the microwave is a is a difficult problem. Well, so some recipes that I found intentionally leave out the egg, saying that like the egg can make it like rubbery and also that so, you know, usually when you're making a cake, you're using one, maybe two eggs in it. Right. For a whole cake. Whereas if you're making a mug cake and it has egg in it, like, what are you going to put one whole egg in your mug cake? That seems like a lot. I mean, you'd be That's better off of like, like making like a fried egg and just putting it on top. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. <laughs> uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. So you tried two different mug cake recipes. Yes, I did. One without egg and one with egg. Will you tell me about, so you did the one on the New York Times cooking site that uses egg, right? Okay, so this one is a controversial recipe because not only does it use egg, but it doesn't have flour in it. Mm-hmm. And you, So you melt a little butter in the mug before you add the rest of the ingredients, which seemed like a good sign to me. But yes. then I hated the texture. Really? And like, what was I, the texture? Like... I mean, it was like if if you could imagine like eating a like a scrubber sponge, but more tender. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like the rough side of a sponge? No, no. Sorry. Not a scrubber sponge, like a regular cellulose sponge. OK. Like, okay. like you know, it it didn't have like the spring of a sponge, but it's like it had like like lots and lots of air bubbles in a bad way. Where did the air bubbles come from? Oh, from the egg? Yeah, I mean from, from you know you like you whisk and it leavening. up and you and you so you get a bunch of of uh, of tiny tiny air bubbles into it and then when the egg cooks it preserves them as they expand kind of I think. Okay. 
So, so this was gross. Yeah, I hated it. It's one of the one of the only times recently that I can think of where like I had a chocolate thing and I'm like, this chocolate, I don't like this chocolate thing. I'm going to throw it out. On the plus side, it was the whole cake removed, like detached from the mug very smoothly. And so I was able to just like chunk the whole thing into the compost. Well, that is uh, very much unlike the other one that we made, right. which is Reed Drummond's chocolate cake in a mug. That's the recipe for it from the Food Network website. I like that it is... It was in two episodes, Dorm Room Dining and Best of Chocolate Lovers. (laughs) But so this one does not use egg. This one does have flour. This one uses oil, not butter. And it sticks the fuck all over the inside of the mug. It sure does. Yeah, It is like I had to soak my mug overnight. Like if you have a mug that you hate and you you just want to do something mean to it. (laughs) Yeah. Make make this cake. Yeah. If somebody gives you like one of those really ugly mugs or if somebody goes on a trip and they like bring you back a quote unquote gift from the trip, but it's really just one of those mugs from Starbucks Uh and you're just feeling mad. You should make a mug cake in it. You know what you should do? Isn't that harsh? It is. Or if you're mad at your dad, you you get his uh, like number one dad mug. You make this yeah. mug cake in it. You eat it yourself, and then you leave yeah. it for him to clean. Like, fuck yeah. you, dad. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Amster. <laughs> you got it coming, man. That's right. I'm it's gonna... too bad my, my dad's not around, so I can't do this to him. So you can't like stick it to him with a, with a crusty mug. Yeah. Yeah, it's the number one reason why I'm sad that my dad's not around anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, boy. Okay, anyway, hold on. Wait, so let's talk about this Reed Drummond one. Okay, so I don't have the recipe up in front of me, and I'm afraid to I load do. it. Okay, great. I do. So this is very, very easy. So one thing I, hold on, one thing I noticed about the one you just talked about, the New York Times one, is it did have, like, a couple different steps. Like, you you warmed up the butter, you beat something into the butter, then you added other things, right? Then you microwaved it again? Yeah, it was still very easy. Okay. Well, so this one basically has you mix up the dry ingredients. So that's flour, sugar, cocoa powder, baking powder, and salt in your mug. Okay. You you blend it thoroughly with a fork. Then you add your wet ingredients. So that's milk, vegetable oil, and vanilla. Then you stir in some chocolate chips. Then you microwave it on high for 90 seconds. And it says, do not overcook or the cake will be dry. Let cool for two to three minutes before eating. Boom, you're done. Dry ingredients, wet ingredients, cook it, boom. Yeah, and I would say this this is the best mug cake that I've had. Like, I still don't think it's as good as any cake or brownie you would make in the oven, but because it has a bunch of chocolate chips in it and therefore a bunch of melted chocolate when you're done, I liked it. So we made this, uh, June was very excited about this. I think oh, of that, that mug cakes are, the, the true demographic for mug cakes, I think, is children. Because right. it's magical. You mix up these things in a mug, put them in the microwave, and you can watch it rise before your eyes in a, in a time period that suits a young person's attention span. Right. And, like, it, you, can, you can get your kid to make it themselves. Like, you yes. know, by a pretty young age, you can, like, entertain me. Let's do something together. And you're like, no, like, you know, go make a mug cake. 
kid. Yes, that uh, that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. No, not could, really. Um, that could work for years. It could. It could. It could work for. I'm gonna try to see how many years I can get okay. it to work now. No, but uh, so we June and I decided to make two of these for the three of us in our yeah. household because I felt like you're supposed to make this in a 12 ounce mug. So I figured, you know, if you wound up with even remotely close to 12 ounces of cake, that was a pretty good size cake. And Yeah, was, it's quite a bit of cake. And I was pretty sure that it might be gross. So I was like, I'm not going to make three of these. <laughs> yeah. Let's only make two of them. So we made two. We mixed up the dry ingredients before dinner. And then after dinner, June and Ash did the wet ingredients and put them in the microwave. I think you now, are the only person ever to do prep for a mug cake in advance. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're probably right. Uh I I could tell that Ash was a little bit peeved that we had only made two of these. They were feeling a little bit like left out. They were feeling a little bit like like my dad felt after I after I gave him that crusty (laughs) mug. Yes. However, by the time we sat down to eat our two of these, we all agreed that two was plenty for three of us because this cake, don't you think this cake is so sweet it kind of made your mouth hurt? I Yeah, I would probably reduce the sugar, but I, I think this is kind of like the, the devil's deal with a mug cake. Either it's going to be like this and overly rich, but moist, or it's going to be dry. I think that the only thing, it's hard to say, okay, I've got two issues with this cake. And I know that like, I should not, I should not be expecting anything of a mug cake. But here's the deal. I thought it was a little bit too sweet. I think I would cut back the sugar, God, maybe even by one full tablespoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had three tablespoons of sugar. I think I would cut it back to two. The other thing is, I couldn't tell when it came out whether it was underbaked because it has so many chocolate chips in it. It's got yeah. a lot of chocolate chips. Whether this was whether it was just covered with melted chocolate from the chocolate chips or whether I was actually just eating raw cake batter, I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> so I felt like I was eating a big mug of raw cake batter with a few like crumbs of cake in it. Um yeah. Did you feel that way about yours? No, I don't think so. Like, there, there definitely is that, like, it does have, like, that skeezy, uncanny valley quality to it. But I I, I think I convinced myself that it was cooked. Okay. I, I, I think, mean, like, if you want to make, if you want to make a, a mug cake habit, like, I think you have to decide, figure out, like, for your microwave <laughs> with your missing turntable, like, what, yeah. how many seconds do I microwave this recipe and, like, just stick with that. Do you think that I should maybe try it for 100 seconds next time? I think maybe you should. And maybe, maybe yeah, reduce the sugar a little, try 100 seconds, and also just make a regular cake instead. Okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> Matthew, have you, in your your all your two weeks of experience with mug cakes, have you tried making one that's not chocolatey? I have not. I, I know, like... To be honest, like two weeks ago was not really my first mug cake experience because I remember making one a while back that had like a Reese's peanut butter cup or something in the middle or like a caramel, which is a good idea. You know, trying to figure out like what what is really the right way to think about these, because like Mm -hmm. when you were talking about it, like I want a dessert and I have cocoa powder and I can't just eat cocoa powder directly, although I've definitely thought about it. Uh, like what is the what are the fewest steps I can take to turn that cocoa powder and sugar into something chocolatey that I can eat? Mm-hmm. And like I think the best answer to that is hot cocoa. Mm. 
yeah, but that's, I, I but think so too. That's not something you can spoon up, so it maybe feeds a slightly different appetite. I, I think for me, a lot of what I want in a dessert is textural. Yeah, so, so hot cocoa probably isn't going to deliver. No, no. So I think like the the fastest route from A to B then I think is the mug cake. I think you're probably right. And, and there are going to be compromises whenever you're taking the fastest route. You know, think about what you're giving up. Wow, life lessons. Like I walked Matthew. out. I, I took this a walk this morning. Yeah, and and like there was one tulip. Like in just a patch of like like eroded planting strip where everyone's been walking, there was one beautiful red tulip sticking up out of the dirt. And it was like sort of leaning toward a parked car in a way that suggested to me that it was maybe thinking about stealing that car if it could just grow a little taller. Yeah. It was never really inspiring. Never give up tulip. And That's so right. wait, what does this have to do with mug cakes? I'm not sure. I can't remember. <laughs> Have you been holding on to that story for the past couple hours? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just was reminded of it. I took a picture. We can post that picture on our Instagram. I'm going to post a picture of a tulip trying to steal a car at Spilled Milk Podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so hold on. I, I want to say that, so I looked at a lot of pictures of mud cakes in, in doing my quote unquote research. I just remember what my point show. was. My point oh. was if I had been trying to take the fastest route from A to B, where B is the duckling pond where I was headed, I would have missed this beautiful grand theft tulip yes yes okay so the message here is you can bake a cake a regular cake in the oven and you might watch a tulip steal a car at the same time <laughs> yes that's what i was trying to say thank you okay okay sorry i interrupted um, you so I, I looked at a lot of pictures of mud cakes i mean mug cakes oh right <laughs> they were a pinterest thing um maybe well maybe maybe that too but it was mostly just like every every recipe on the internet usually yeah. has a photo with it, Matthew. Yeah, sure. And um, so people work really hard to make mug cakes look good because you know how like a regular cake, if it's a, a kind of plain cake that's unfrosted, at least it's going to be like golden brown on top or something. Well, mug cakes remain pasty and shiny, like sweaty skin. Oh. No matter what you do to them, they don't brown, right? That's why you have to make chocolate. Right. That's why you have to make chocolate because the white ones just look like I don't know, like liquefying flesh. Like right. Like my liquefying flesh. Yeah, specifically. Um, well, I'm very pale, like a vanilla right. mug cake. Anyway, but so what and I like was gonna say. It has say, a sweaty sheen on the top, it like has you a sometimes. Sweaty sheen and like large pores. Yeah. So people really gussy these things up, surrounding them by flowers, by tulip-stealing cars, <laughs> anything, so you won't notice how ugly this cake is. People cover them with sprinkles. So it does seem like there are a number of recipes out there for vanilla mug cakes, but far and away, the most popular ones seem to be chocolate because at least melted chocolate has a sheen that we can all agree is appealing, you know? Yeah, like what What do you think are the most appealing sheens? <laughs> I'm gonna, I think Martin probably, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go Martin over Charlie yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah, are, are there other sheens Emilio that I'm not Estevez thinking of? is at least he's one He's not other. really a sheen. No? Okay. Well, I mean, he's a partial sheen. Okay. Yeah. There You're, must be other Sheens who spell their names differently. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's uh, there's another actor who's like Michael Sheen, who I think is not related to the other Sheens, but is a Sheen. I think he's an appealing okay. Sheen. I God, don't really we, remember who he is. 
the more we say sheen, the more it, the word is like absolutely disintegrating in front of <laughs> like, my ears. Like a like a slightly undercooked mug cake. Yes. Uh, Matthew, I am a little bit curious to try one of the many recipes that calls for adding a spoonful of peanut butter into the middle before baking. That sounds good. Okay. Right? That's my so next I've, project. I found a number of um, different chocolate mug cake recipes that have you add a spoonful of peanut butter into the middle before baking. So what you wind up with then is a chocolate cake that is set and then the peanut butter kind of liquefies like a molten center. Oh, that sounds really good. So it's like a chocolate lava cake, but with peanut butter lava. Yes. Oh, yes. I love that idea. I, I think it's going to be disappointing, but maybe if so my too. expectations are low enough, then they will be exceeded. Yes. Other things that people like to put in the middle of a mug cake before microwaving, uh, Nutella. Mm-hmm. Jam, or I think you mentioned this too, caramel sauce. Yeah, or oh, you know what? You know what? I remember now. The one that I did in the past, it had like a a couple of craft caramels stuck down in there. Mm. I don't know. It was probably wow. fine. I don't re- not really remember it one way or the other. Speaking of peanut butter, I have been snacking on peanut butter maybe more often than usual. And teenager, of the show Iris thinks is this is like an unacceptable snack. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's a teenager of the show, Iris. It is time to get your own apartment. It, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matthew, would you like to go on? No. Okay. Uh, what kind of peanut butter are you snacking on these? Jif creamy. Jif creamy. Okay. Yeah. And and always uh, on a knife. Always on a Unless knife. Unless there are oh, no knives yeah. clean or the dish, or I haven't emptied the dishwasher yet, and then a spoon. Does your knife have a lightly serrated edge? Uh-huh. Uh Okay, it does. Yeah. And how do you feel when it grazes your tongue? Does it give you a little frisson of peanut butter pleasure? It it does, and like just just like the tiniest hint of danger. Oh yes, that's right? all you need. That's all you need. In this this era of of staying at home quarantine, just a frisson of dinner knife danger. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, the amusement park is closed, and you know, I usually go on on the uh, roller coaster once a day <laughs> just to to satisfy my need for uh, for that adrenaline. Edge. Yeah. So now okay. I have to watch roller coaster videos and eat peanut butter. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna graduate. I'm gonna move up to a slightly sharper knife. Oh wow! Not okay. not a very sharp knife, but like like one of like we have these Target steak knives that we've had forever and use as like pairing knives. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah, maybe have just to live, have, just to feel have, alive. Have wife of the show Lori practice her suturing technique beforehand. Okay. And I mean, um, she does know how to sew. Oh, perfect! God, that's it's perfect. You guys are going to be great. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> wait to hear next week. <laughs> How your tongue is doing. <laughs> yeah. It was such a beautiful relationship. From the very beginning, I, you know, I'm the one who, who cuts my tongue in a peanut butter accident and she sews it up. <laughs> oh, wow. That is... That is marriage in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So check out our new band, Peanut Butter Accident. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to be playing down at the Abandoned Amusement Park. Yep. And uh, find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, where obviously we want to hear, like, what what's a good mug cake recipe? Is there one? Uh, also, cut. be on the lookout in your neighborhood for any flowers that might be stealing cars. That's right. Like, I mean, you know, I, I imagine that crime is down in some ways with all of us staying indoors, but flowers are out of control. Absolutely. Yeah, no, nature Nature is taking back what uh, it deserves and uh, and it wants your car. Soon it's going to be like that Talking Heads song, Nothing But Flowers, and I'm going to love it. Yep, it's definitely going to be like, hey, you mentioned a song that I don't know. Oh my God, really? This is great. We just brought this around full circle. That was beautiful. 
is it a good oh song? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a, oh, it is a I classic. don't know any Talking Heads songs other than the hits that they play on classic we rock radio. We have so many listeners right now who are freaking out that you don't know nothing but flowers. Um, not as many as the Old Town Road thing. I would put uh, money on it. Okay, fine. All right. Well, um, so, uh, yeah, you can find us at those places Matthew mentioned. And stay tuned for our exciting announcement, which has nothing to do with anyone's pregnancy because none of uh, us is pregnant. We're so excited. By the way, that's the same joke we used when we announced Spilled Milk like 11 years ago. So Are it's, you it's serious? good. serious? Yeah, so it's, it's great that we have not grown up at all. Oh, perfect. Okay. Uh, is there anything else we need to tell the listener? Gosh, I don't think so. I mean, okay. no, I was going to say, watch watch out for uh, for flowers stealing your car. We already warned them about that. We don't. Uh, we did. I think, I think the message got across. And also, okay. probably they've been seeing all those PSAs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, so until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that it's like we baked a cake in your in your ear and uh, and left the crusty <laughs> residue. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 yeah, have you ever wonder where earwax comes from? Now you know. Science. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> Things were going so well for us. <laughs> Let's try again. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.